this is Coco Columbia. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. This is Bo Bascoro. This is Shay Altered. Hey, this is Andrew. And this is Laura, more vocal code. This is Josh. And this is Nick. We're Talk Modern. This is Maliki. And this is Ryan. We're Small Million. And you're listening to Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX on PRP. Good Tuesday evening, Portland and beyond. This is KSFL LP Portland on 99.1 FM and PRP.FM. I'm your host, Luke Neal. This is Sounds of PDX, my weekly Tuesday show where I dive into the catalog and influences of my guests. And this week, I am so happy to have Cloudlines with me. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to PRP. Thank you so much. We're glad to be here. Yeah, it's so rad to finally have you here. We met... Um, Briefly, through Ashley Kervabon, uh, over mm-hmm. the fall, talked about your project, and you've just released some stellar stuff uh, throughout 2018 and, of course, this year. You just got a new single that dropped on February 1st. Uh, we're going to be talking about that and, of course, spinning it in the second hour. Uh, lots to cover. I uh, just want to say thank you to everyone tuning in, whether you're on PRP.FM uh, or even if you're tuning in through your mobile device. Say hello to us on the talk board. You can ask myself or Cloudline some questions about uh, tonight. Uh, anything, if it's embarrassing or fun or uh, introspective, hit us up with it. Uh, so I just want to dive in. Let's get a, an influence out of the way. We'll get some songs, some music going, and uh, come back and chat with you all. The first influence I wanted to play kind of seems like a show opener, Strangers by Seagrid, a wonderful artist. I know we both have a a passion for her work. Talk to us about why this single made your playlist. I think this is yours, Emily. Yeah, um, I picked this one just because I think there's a lot of women sexualizing themselves a lot um, as pop artists. And when I saw Seagrid and I heard her voice and we saw her music video as we sometimes just browse through YouTube music videos, um, it popped up, and we were just kind of shocked by how much presence she had and just, like, jeans, a T-shirt, just, like, nothing else. Yeah. And she's very, you know, she has a song recently she released called Raw, and I, everything she does is so raw, it seems. So I'm really inspired by her presence yeah, and, and her voice. But. I was going to say, the production that they use, it really sounds like they let her go in the studio. Mm-hmm. I, she's overdriven the mic on a lot of these recordings. I do. I, she's got the, a raw element that I totally dig about it. Uh, While well, I'm be hanging out with uh, Emily and Beach of Cloud Lines until 9 p.m., this is Sounds of PDX, and this is Secret. Secret here on Portland Radio Project. That's an influence of Cloud Lines. They are my special guest tonight. Uh, we want to give you a shout out personally and thank you again for playing our holiday fundraiser in December. Oh, no problem, Luke. That was actually like one of our funnest shows. We had such a great time. It was the perfect fit because, as our listeners know, over the fall, we transitioned a bit of our format to uh, what we call Fresh Vibe. And uh, in the discussions here with the board and all the other DJs, uh, you were the example, like you and a handful of maybe five artists. And I said, this is the direction I think we should go. This is the type of stuff we should be playing. So uh, to have you there was just like the perfect fit. The timing was wonderful. Yeah, that's super nice of you. Yeah, it was super fun. Definitely a different crowd than those shows we had previously, yeah. you know, which were kind of more downtown. Or um, Yeah, it was really cool. Everyone was so nice. Yeah, absolutely. Just being able to meet a bunch of 
new people too that were like in the music scene and like mm-hmm. were involved. It was a really great opportunity for us. So yeah, thanks again. Of course, yeah. Uh, and to be fair, I would say if we if we round it up, you've probably been involved in the music scene for a year or so here. I mean, you released your first record or single uh, last May. Yeah. So you know, if we round up, what? How would you quantify this first year in the Portland music scene in your experience as an artist? Busy. Um, yeah. I mean, especially between balancing full-time jobs, uh, it's hard to invest as much time as we want to in the music. And if we could, I feel like we would be going so much harder. So it can be frustrating sometimes, but it feels really gratifying to see this progress and, you know, be on the show tonight. So And Beach, Cloudlines isn't your only project. You also work with a lot of other artists. So it's like the amount of work you are putting out for Cloudlines, I think, is is wonderful. You know, seven singles and again, almost a year is super rad. Um, there's a lot to balance there. I want to talk to you in the second hour as we dissect your music about uh, that exact thing, balancing your life right now with being recording artists. Uh, but before we go down that trail, uh, let's turn the clock back. Talk to me about some of the early artists you listened to growing up, maybe some of those early influences. Uh, what was the first artist you fell in love with? Um, I mean, besides Backstreet Boys, which was kind of like a, just liking what everyone else likes. Yeah. My first probably real artist I was into was Green Day, just as American Idiot came out. And then, you know, from there got into Linkin Park and um, My Chemical Romance. Mm, yeah. Those those kind of things were definitely my earliest like albums I would obsess over. Black Black Parade. Yep. From yeah. yeah. We just did a My Chemical Romance cover too. That was yeah. Really that was fun. fun. Oh, that's cool. That was a good callback. <laughs> <laughs> kind of went down the same path as Emily, but then you know went into a little more of a metal side, and I think Alice Santa was maybe the first like really <laughs> kind of screamo band I really liked and really wanted to emulate with music and try to make that kind of music. So. That was an interesting time in my life for sure. <laughs> when we come back, I'm going to talk to Beach about how we got into music production. We talked about some of the instruments you first played before you got into the electronic realm. Uh, but let's look back to our PDX Spotlight playlist. Uh, just a heads up right now, uh, we've got a bunch of wonderful shows on deck. The Dandy Warhol's performance that we captured in December is coming out. You don't want to miss that episode. We had a great conversation with the band at their rehearsal space, the auditorium. And uh, I had a chance to talk to, to Courtney and Zia from the band. You don't want to miss it. It's a really fun interview. Uh, next on that playlist, we have Conan Gray with a song called Crush Culture. I was not familiar with this one. This is a killer song. Yeah, that was one I have. You always have that one friend who has really good music recommendations and is always sharing stuff on their Instagram story. So that was one where, you know, I do judge books by their cover. So if something has really good album art, I'm going to go listen to it. Um, yeah, I just love the album art, and then I listen to it, and I love the way the vocal harmonies play in that one, and the echo, and the call and response, and the production's super cool. I think it hits a really good balance between a lot of those 80s elements people are bringing back, and it's kind of something new, too. And I mean, having a crush is something everyone can relate to, so <laughs> it, it's deep without going so deep that you lose people in it. It's a high AQ pop song. That's what I like to call it. Uh, it's killer. But I immediately moved it over to my personal playlist. So uh, thank you for this contribution to that. This is Conan Gray on Portland Radio Project.
The band is Made in Heights. Mirakami is the single. That's an influence of Cloudlines. They're on the show with me tonight. I'm your host, Luke Neal. You're listening to Sounds of PDX on PRP, where we're an independent nonprofit station. And uh, we are here because of good folks like you. If you go to PRP.FM, there's a huge donate button on the homepage. If you click on that, find out how you can become a sustainer for us to keep great local music on the air like Cloudlines. Um, Emily Beach, uh, it's been a good combo so far uh, when we last talk before that music break um, I was going to ask you about the instruments you first started playing were you piano guitar what did you dive into first mm, none 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 <laughs> none oh that's awesome I mean I, I fiddled around my parents got me piano lessons for like a month or two when I was like six but I sucked and didn't want to do it I think I had <laughs> you know I just wanted to play outside I didn't have enough attention to play an instrument and then in high school I got a guitar and wanted to be you know a rock star but uh Again, the attention span just really wasn't there. Uh, so when I got to Portland and it was raining all the time, I couldn't play outside, uh, kind of turned towards music production, and then it just captured my attention, I guess. so. What was the first thing you started making beats on? Uh, my iPhone, for sure. The GarageBand? Yeah, oh, GarageBand. Yeah. Great. Yeah. It's extremely powerful. Uh, I would send them to Emily, and she would uh, kindly direct me in how to uh, improve myself, um, you know, and it just started working, forming into a partnership that way. She was actually sitting next to me at work, so she would watch me do all that, like, you know, playing around when I was supposed to be doing my job properly. <laughs> <laughs> that leads me to the next question. How did the project form? Emily, you want to take this one? Oh, um, I think like Beach said, just Portland's rainy and there's not a ton to do in the winter. Um, and we were working kind of a nine to five, very same thing every day at job and uh i had just moved to portland beach had kind of recently moved to portland we got sat next to each other at this job and just kind of talking and watching him do music and i think it was he was making beats and little productions and it kind of got to a point where i was like okay i really like these ideas if i want to keep hanging out with him i'm gonna have to become part of this music project or he's just gonna go into the production depths <laughs> yeah yeah um and i always have liked singing but i've never really pursued anything never had the motivation so it was it was just kind of oh make a beat I'll try and sing over it and then Beach was like no that's exciting you're not a bad singer I'm like okay cool <laughs> yeah. not a bad singer I adore your voice yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, nice. what are some of the earliest artists that you found yourself listening to Emily uh, that are kind of in the realm that Cloudlines live in so who are those first electronic artists mm, I mean Maiden Heights we just heard yeah I mean, Beach showed me them and I was kind of like okay I like this I think you know some of the influences I picked out are influences because they have that pop production with not a traditional pop voice. You mm. know, sixth, seventh grade, everyone's listening to like Katy Perry and I'm over here with a lower voice. Like I'll never be able to sing pop music. So when you hear, you know, Miley Cyrus even and Maiden Heights, Kelsey Bulkin and people with these lower range voices, it's like, hey, they sing pop. I could sing pop too. Um, I like a lot of folk influences too. Like you know, my parents, very Fleetwood Mac and oh, right on. John Denver, things like that. So it's where your melodic sensibility comes from. Maybe. Yeah, that's super cool. <laughs> and forgive me if I'm misquoting you, Beach. When we first met, you were talking about, uh, and I thought this was really cool. You said in one way or another, you're like, I was writing music. And I think your intention was to have some other, art, you know, sell it or have some other artists on it. Then you said Emily just started coming in and singing lines on this. And you're like, I can't not have you sing on these songs. Yeah. And I mean, I know, I don't know if I could ever find anyone to sing on it. 
uh, I think my intention was just to, I don't I don't even know what my intentions were, honestly. It kind of just fell into it where Emily was just, like, willing to participate, and she was so encouraging at the time. It was just uh, so natural. I mean, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I feel like it was kind of that way where you're like, I really like doing production. Maybe someday someone will hear it and want to sing over it. You just happen to but be that person. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just happen to be in the room. <laughs> it worked out really well. Yeah, exactly. You're in the same so circle. <laughs> All right, on. Uh, let's get back to some music, and then I've got some more questions for you later on. Uh, information coming up about my Vortex Music Magazine shows of the week as well. Uh, next on the playlist, we have Rubble Bucket. I don't know if this is off of uh, something recent. I just barely got into their music about a year ago, but this is a really great track uh, called Come Out of a Lady. Let's talk about this influence. Um, yeah, that's, I think kind of a mutual influence for both Beach and I. For me, I like them just because of their stage presence. Like, they blow it out of the water. And um, I actually, back in Syracuse, New York, when I was in my last year of college, I was interning at a recording studio there. And one of the guys had worked with Rubble Bucket. Um, so he showed me their stuff back in whatever that was, like 2016. So. Yeah, the last time they were here, they blew the roof off of Doug Fur. We were that bad. Yeah, we were there. Yeah, that was fun. Quite insane. Yeah, a great live band, great songwriters. This is Rubble Bucket on Sounds of PDX. Stick around. I've got cloud lines until 9 p.m. I love that artist. That's Borns here on Portland Radio Project, an influence of Cloud Lines. Emily and Beach are with me. Uh, really cool artist, I think, is kind of setting the bar for male falsetto these mm-hmm. days. Uh, talk about why Borns made your influence list tonight. Um, I saw Borns at a college show just when I was at college, of course. Um, and I was <laughs> kind of blown away just by, again, the whole pop production with a not-so-traditional pop voice also his style is just really cool how could you not uh love him um found out we have the same birthday and then i was like yep oh I'm no way fan. yeah that's cool uh not that that really means anything <laughs> but yeah and that's an artist that every time i have control of music in the car and one of his songs comes on beach is like "Ooh, i like this so i'm like okay when i needed melody inspiration i'll kind of go back to that or you know want us both to get some inspiration it's like okay put borns on the playlist can you look back to some of those early songwriters that maybe you lean to as a vocalist um, stylistically? Can you put your finger on anyone who may have influenced you heavily? Mm, um, I'm trying to think. On it, this is kind of lame, but my mom liked Dixie Chicks a lot. And I think those songs, I have a secret playlist on Spotify. That's all the stuff I like to vocal warm up to. Oh, right It's on. a lot of musicals. It's a lot of like Dixie Chicks and more traditional songs because... You know, my sister and my mom liked musicals and country music, and uh, so I wasn't the loudest, so I didn't get the music choice usually. <laughs> so I just grew up. I just grew up singing to that. So if I'm trying to push my range, I do a lot of that stuff. I mean, Sia. Yeah. Like nowadays, it's always what's Sia doing? Can I hit the same notes she is? And how is she doing that? Yeah, such a great artist. I've uh, used to listen to her do real chill hop stuff like in the late 90s was zero seven you went away for a bit you know she did her 
indie singer songwriter thing for a while but when she came back with this pop thing over the last five years or whatever it's like mm -hmm. it's the perfect fit for her yeah great uh talking about a great lyricist and great melodies uh so beach let's talk about some of the electronic music you listen to can you pinpoint some of those early artists where you're like i really dig this genre because there's so many directions an artist can go these days uh, yeah because it's a very recent thing for me um i was actually like really into rap in college as uh kind of into rap in country and bluegrass so it was very weird time for me all the get. combos that naturally yeah, just, you know just tr trying to find <laughs> i guess my way and you know that so when I, I first went to a music festival i think my junior year in college um just kind of on a friend's advice and then i saw maiden heights which we heard earlier that murakami song um and i saw them play that live and i'm like i want to do that like i want to be playing this type of music and how do you make these type of sounds and then from there i think odessa was also playing that festival and that really opened the door as far as uh, just like what sound design can do and uh, how impressive it can be and on what scale it can be. And, you know, that's kind of opened the floodgates. And from there, I was just super into it. And, you know, you know, it's kind of evolved from that. You're the perfect example of something I like to say. And depending on what type of musician you are, some people, it's a, it's a hard statement to argue with. And what it is is the laptop is a modern day folk instrument. It's something that a lot of people have access to. You know, back in the day, it was the guitar, the piano. But here we are with, it's like the Renaissance. There's so many colors to paint with as, as audio engineers that now you can, like we were talking about earlier, put it in that ear candy and just kind of paint your way through your own tracks. And you do that really well. We're obviously going to hear that in the second hour. But uh, what I think you do in Cloudline so brilliantly is you take the listener through a lot of different movements within a pop structure, and that's extremely tough to do. Um, so we're going to dive into that process and how you found yourself as an artist. And uh, you said something, I think, off the air earlier that's really cool about your always evolving and trying to dip your toes into some new stuff. So I will talk to you about that as well. Uh, but we're going to get back to some songs. Uh, you can say hello at PRP.FM. You can also tweet us at PDX Radio Project if you have any questions for myself or Cloudlines here on PRP. Uh, next is a song called Slow Motion by PHOX, another one I wasn't familiar with. And oddly enough, uh, Ghost, what you were just saying, Emily, it's this one I think out of all the playlists leans the most country. Uh-huh. This is very what I would call folky um, or country. I don't know. Somewhere in between. This vocal vocalist has a really cool style. Yeah. Um, I really liked the band Wild Child in college. Still really do. There's a group, the Wild Honey Pie in New York. They do these sessions, and they had a collaboration between the uh, between Wild Child and this band Fox or Phox. I don't know how they say it. Um, and they covered Cupid by Sam Cooke. And I was just like blown away by these two vocalists. Oh, so that's I got, awesome! This is this is one of the songs off the uh, the secret playlist. So I vocal warm up to this song, and if I can do this song well, I know I'm ready to put down a vocal track. Brilliant. Now we know all the tricks of the trade mm -hmm. from Emily. <laughs> Another great selection off of the Cloudlines influence list. This is Slow Motion here on PRP. Keys and crates here on Sounds of PDX and Influence of Cloudlines. They are my special guest tonight. That was a really, really cool track. Beach, was that uh, one you submitted for us? Yeah, they go hard. Um, that's pretty much why I like them. You know, sometimes you just feel in the mood to shake your head and 
you know, do a little head banging. <laughs> <laughs> Flute Loops is such a really great track name, too. I uh, just want to give a shout out to a couple folks on the talk board. Uh, we had an anonymous user said, hey, nice music. Uh, ben Hooks in Phoenix, Arizona is listening in. Glad you're here with us, Ben. Uh, Madeline uh, Spurcher Brooks? Sprecher. Sprecher Brooks says cloud lines and a million exclamation points. So uh, we appreciate y'all listening tonight. I uh, want to give a quick <laughs> shout out to our supporters here. Uh, Paper Moon, uh, they are a really cool company in town um, that can provide some killer service for you. Basically what they do is they do graphic design, branding development, and web design services for small, small businesses and nonprofits. Uh, you can check them out at papermooncreative.com. Uh, speaking of creative, and uh, designs. Your logo is super dope, and you just got a neon version of it uh, within the last six months, I guess? Yeah, my sister got me uh, a neon sign. It's not our logo exactly, but yeah. it's a dope cloud. Yeah. Cool, yeah. It looked, uh, you hung it up in the studio. I was yeah, like, man, yeah, it looks yeah. really, really yeah, cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We we don't have enough USB inputs to keep it powered all the time, so we just have batteries, <laughs> and they run out like every time we try and have it on. So. Special occasions. Yeah, it's for special occasions. But yeah, our graphic design is the one thing we can't do. So we're totally DIY except for graphic design. <laughs> okay, so right that on. was outsourced to a high school friend, my friend Issa Tatro. Um, so yeah, she did that for us. And once in a while, I can do like a cover art for us, but we should usually outsource. We, we, yeah, we're coming to the realization yeah. that we shouldn't <laughs> do everything just because we want to or can. Sometimes sure. it's better to involve other people too, you know, just because yeah. it's spread the love you know let the experts do the things in there uh, mm -hmm. uh but who named the logo i forgot to write down the name but it was sir cloudy mccloud face oh my or something gosh. like that <laughs> something that, ridiculous that's that probably <laughs> me i do a lot of our captions it was, it, it was christmas time too so i'm sure yeah, there's some sure. mimosas just, involved yeah. and, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know it was an interesting season yeah uh, the music business is so interesting because people only see what you put out there and there's a lot of thoughts on uh, a persona on social media. And it's really fun to follow you because you do a lot of cool stuff, um, but it's a lot of personal stuff too. I kind of feel like when you take fans into a backseat, do a stripped down performance, it's a really cool thing. How do you brainstorm these ideas? Because you are going above and beyond what we're seeing on, on most social media stuff. Honestly, just kind of trying to see what I would like or what we would like, you know, mm -hmm. when we're doing things and what we have available. Like I said, was kind of talking off air earlier about having limited resources kind of pushes your creativity. So it's like, well, we have a synth and a car and, you know, maybe we can make something yeah. work because it's rainy out, you know, we can't really go to a park and play necessarily or we'll get electrocuted maybe. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, you're limited. Yeah, and we just, we just totally rearranged we have a we live in a two bedroom apartment. We just totally rearranged one of the rooms so we have a wall to do stuff against because our living room is kind of hit or miss whether that's clean enough to <laughs> and the film lighting. it. And the lighting is just really hit or miss, and that's where we work. But sometimes it's just not really aesthetic. So the car was too cramped. Used to have a minivan that would have been better, but. The video looks cool. It looks nice and roomy in the back of the car. <laughs> uh, and that's, uh, you did a stripped down version of your latest single, Like This, which we will be featuring in the second hour. Uh, before that, we have some more influences to play from the band. Um, Suzanne Sunford is mm. next on the playlist with Fade Away. This is a really strong anthemic pop track. Oh, yeah. This is Emily's, but I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's really catchy. Yeah, this uh, her voice is so nice. And this one, like you were talking earlier about 
having like movements in pop songs. This one is when we first started looking at where do we think pop's going to move? Beach and I were kind of like, well, people are bringing back so much of the 80s into their synth work. And this one is one that I just think blends that really well. And she's got these powerhouse vocals, but then she, you know, has you in, you know, within five notes, and then she switches you out of those five notes and then goes into her head voice. It's just uh, the movements of this pop track are really inspiring as far as structure. Yeah, and I, I love the um, just a succinct, tight production on this and her mm -hmm. vocals just, yeah, one of my favorites. Uh, really great track. This is Fade Away, an influence of my special guest Cloud Lines here on Sounds of PDX. Dinosaur, the OTR remix. That's an influence of Cloud Lines. They've been hanging out with me tonight. Uh, before I get back to chatting with them, I just wanted to give you a heads up about our Vortex Music Magazine shows of the week. Um, since you've been involved in the Portland music scene, uh, what do you think about Vortex? They're obviously friends of the show, friends of the station. They're cool. Yeah, I yeah. love what they're doing. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know a ton about them, but then when I was working with Ashley Kerbabon with Women Crush, I started you know meeting some people who worked with Vortex and. I mean, they're just like the powerhouse coverage of Portland, so you got to respect that. And wasn't Small Million just featured in them yeah, as well they for did their, their EP release? Yeah, their album. Yeah, Small yeah. Million did a lot of yeah. mm -hmm. a lot of really great bands. Uh, Chris Young and the team at Vortex do a really great service to the Portland music mm -hmm. scene. Uh, right now, they've got the uh, Me Too in music. Uh, you can pick that up here at Portland Radio Project uh, Radio Room. A lot of really great vendors. Uh, Strum down by Rev Hall has uh, physical copies you can pick up. You can also subscribe. You can get a, a, a letter mailer from them a ton of stuff but the main thing is go to their social media follow vortex because they have a lot of online articles um uh, single releases album releases that'll give you a heads up on what's going on in the portland music scene uh, they also help me with my shows each week and uh oddly enough thursday night is packed this week <laughs> all three of my shows for the vortex music magazine shows of the week are this thursday uh you will have your pick of quite a few if you're looking for dark synth go check out mordecai with the heirs of eiffel tower they're playing uh, thursday at 8 p.m at the white owl social club mordecai's friends of the show uh wishing them well 40 feet tall is also playing with cold static and cherry bomb at the bit house saloon at 9 p.m 40 feet tall just got out of the studio with david pollock down there uh, at supernatural sounds they've got a new lp coming out and we'll be back on the show in april uh the last show you can check out is at the liquor store always a really great vibe i highly recommend their house gnt uh show starts at 9 p.m you've got maxwell cabana brother not brother and uh, chris king and the gutter balls uh three really great shows you can check out this thursday night uh i've been talking to cloud lines we've been playing a handful of their tracks um let's let's talk a little bit about that otr remix of more giraffes really cool song yeah so i'm not really familiar with otr as much but more drafts was just a mutual friend on instagram and they had released some sort of live looping thing they did with a Teenage OP1 synth. I don't know if you're familiar with that little platform. And that was just really cool to watch. And wow. you know, I've just kind of been following them since. And uh, when I saw that remix appear on my recommended weekly, I was really excited for them. So it was kind of a cool thing. Good for them, for sure. That's yeah, yeah, a really yeah. cool single. Uh, it, it, the the voice ma manipulation that we heard in that appears in your music and, and this branch of electronic synth. And it's kind of 
uh, come to the forefront in the last five years. I remember some of the, the first odd vocal samples I heard at different octaves and manipulated that heavily were like, you know, in the 90s. Uh, uh, Missy Elliott really like mm-hmm. was the, one of the first ones that did that for me. Who are some of the artists that you think are doing that really great these days? Odessa. Odessa uh, always. Yeah, yeah everyone's always. So how well. do I do Odessa chops? Cashmere Cat has some really cool ones usually. Um, his sound signs just uh, top of the charts. As far as melodic chops, I I like Diplos. Honestly, his mm-hmm. are pretty. They're catchy. Can't yeah, can't lie. Yeah. 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 Especially like his collaboration now with uh, Labyrinth and Sia. Oh. Like the vocal things they do. I'm like, you have everything there to work with. <laughs> it's, <yeah. laughs> it's cheating. Very, very the universe is you. They have the, <laughs> the power gauntlet of... Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, next is a really insane uh, uh, song title. It's uh, one word, <laughs> only smoke cigs on the weekend mm-hmm. by Walkabout and Chris Ryan. Uh, this is a really cool song. Why did it make our playlist tonight? Uh, for me, I don't the only reason it just stuck in my head when I first heard it. So I'm like, there's gotta be a reason, um, you know? So it's just one of those things I listen to. I'm like, why did this song stick in my head? So I just dissected it. And you know, one of those songs that stuck with me, wanted it, to share with everyone else. Super catchy. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad you put on the playlist. I wasn't familiar with this either. Uh, really good stuff. Another influence from cloud lines. You're going to want to stick around because we have all their original music coming up in this next hour. Appreciate that. You've been with us. This is Portland radio project and sounds of PDX. Really cool track. That is Lotus by the artist Cray, an influence of Cloud Lines. Beach, was that uh, your selection for our playlist? Yeah. Um, I forgot how I learned about Cray. I think I saw something about her in a Reddit thread or something. Someone was talking about how she makes her 808s. So I'm like, I don't even know who this is. And I listened to one of the songs. I'm like, oh, wow, this is really good. So I've just been kind of seeing what she does. And I think that's one of her better songs, in my opinion. And yeah, I think it's a cool one. I think she does all production herself too, which is, you know, kind of important for me as, you know, liking an artist. So I was going to ask you about, cause you're, uh, I mean, we were talking off the air about you do your own masters. Like it's amazing. Uh, the, the, I mean, the rules are made to be broken and I guess there's a stipulation of everyone. Okay. You don't master your own mixes, but to, to hear that you're doing that, like the quality that you're getting out is really killer. So you're, I mean, top to bottom you're in the mix. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that and don't necessarily recommend it just because <laughs> it kind of can detract away from the art at some point. So you're like, what am I, what am I trying to accomplish here at, at the end of the day? Do I want to get this message out or do I want to sit here and tweak it and make sure Spotify, it's going to sound the best on Spotify and SoundCloud and iTunes, and, you know? So sometimes I think that uh, as my budget in the band's budget grows, we'll probably start outsourcing some stuff like that and focus more on the writing aspect of things. Whatever you're doing is is working. Uh, I've said that a couple times tonight because I recall when uh, I first heard your music, um, I think At Night was your first single. Mm-hmm. Um, I, bu- I believe I've stacked all of our singles that we're going to go through for Cloudlines chronologically in the order they were released. Um, Ashley Curvabon had posted something about you. I took a listen, immediately was... Um, blown away. I've been a fan since day one, and it really has been. Of a lot of artists that come in and out of PRP or at these shows we go to, 
Um, Cloudlines is on everybody's uh, playlist right now. Everyone's talking about you, so you've got Portland's attention for sure. It's why it's so great to have you here. And we're now at the point of the show where we're going to dive into your tunes. Um, why was At Night the first single you released? Ooh. Your introduction to the world? Yeah. I think we'd been writing things for a while, and that was honestly just the first thing that felt complete or like we had finished it the way we had envisioned it coming out, if that makes sense. Like mm -hmm. a lot of stuff we'd had the ideas for, but then when you go to fully produce it out, it doesn't really land. Um, I think there was a song I was really into um, by Yoshi Flower at the time, and he had a similar kind of vocal melody going on, just like two notes kind of back and forth and then breaking out on the last note. And I was, that's really cool. That's a really mellow vibe. I think sometimes... I think I have to sing all over the place to be impressive. So this one, I was really proud of the fact that I kept it pretty locked in, but it still came out really cool. And then, um, yeah, production was cool on that one. It's just definitely the first one we had been proud of, of just the bunch we were writing. Uh, all of these songs are available uh, to stream right now on your favorite streaming services. Uh, folks can go purchase them from your website as well, yes? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. Bandcamp, I think, okay, is the best cool. way to do it. We got cloudlinesmusic.com where you can find all our stuff. And I'll put your link out there, too, to the Bandcamp as well, because if you can't go to shows and buy merchandise, at least buy it from Bandcamp. That's the way you can mm -hmm. support the artist. Uh, this is definitely one of my favorite bands in Portland. Uh, we've got all original music from Cloudlines for the rest of the show. This is At Night here on Sounds of PDX. Just leave me, you like me, but you don't 
I don't want you to leave me Even when we both are hurting I never want you to go We can take it nice and slow And I want you to want me When it's hard and you don't know We can do our own thing But we'll always have a home You say that you just feel unsure by Cloud Lines. They are my special guest tonight. Let's talk about the inspiration for that song. It's a really great track. 
Oh, yeah. There you are. Yes. Um, that inspiration, I mean, most of the inspiration comes from just relationships in college, right out of college, all that stuff. Inspiration of that one is that feeling of being very close with someone, but you both got just such different things going on in your head and you're both in the same place and you want what's best for each other, but, you know, might not be being together might not be what's best. It could be. You don't know because everything's up in the air. But yeah, that's my personal favorite songwriting wise. Okay. I think it's just the way it came together was just very like from a deep place. Um, I think the dream would be to, you know, a couple years from now, reproduce that and just like knock it out of the park with like everything we learn in the next few years. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorites too, as far as just songwriting. I think it was really strong on Emily's part, just your vocal melodies and uh, everything else. And that was like, again, yeah, that was our early days of producing. Well, it wasn't, I guess, less than a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like so the early like days. We, we, we learn it's, we learn a it's lot. It's your timeline. No, yeah, that's a, a really killer track. Um, so when you're collecting your ideas, Emily, for songs, uh, what's your process as a lyricist? Are they all uh, voice memos or do you have uh, notebooks? That one might have been a voice memo. It's either a voice memo or it just kind of happens after the melody is laid out. It's, I don't know how this sounds to say, but it's not very difficult for me to just like sit with a melody and hum over it until like a lyric comes to me. I don't really, uh, once in a while I'll get inspired and then I'll put something in a voice memo, but often I only get that one line and then when I go to fill out the track, I don't have anything but that one line. So I'd rather just sit down and, you know, Beach will be like, we should write a song tonight. I'll be like, okay, let's do it. And then you just go and you finish it in a night. And That's showing up for the Getting a mindset. Well, you want to yeah. be current, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, feel what, what you're feeling now. And sometimes you can be nostalgic about old things at yeah. that time. So Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of feelings. So it's not hard for me to sit down in a writing session and be like, uh, earlier this week I was feeling this. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever, uh, Beach, do you ever approach Emily with melody ideas and say, hey, this is kind of what I'm feeling or just give her the reins? Sure, yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll give her something. She'd be like, well, let me try to do something. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we, every song's been different. We ha I don't think we've had the same writing process for any of our songs. No. Like sometimes I'll write the whole thing and come to Beach with the lyrics. Sometimes we write the melody together and then we write the lyrics 100% together. Sometimes... Like we have a song where we collaborate collaborated with a rapper and Beach and the rapper did all those lyrics. I didn't do any of those. So Beach has really cool lyrics in his head too. So some songs are pretty 50-50. Yeah, did any of your uh, verses appear on Every Time with Ron Solo? Is that any of your work or is that his? Uh, yeah, that uh, for... That was just huge. That was a huge collaboration as far mm -hmm. as I think we spent maybe four hours in a basement together just kind of uh, relaxing, drinking and stuff and uh, kind of putting together that song and mm -hmm. honing in the lyrics. I remember rewriting it a few times yeah. and just kind of... And then you you wrote the hooks after the fact. He had gotten all the verses in. Oh, no way. And then Beach wrote the hooks and then I sang them. <laughs> That's yeah, so yeah. awesome. It's kind of, it took, I think that song took a while because we started yeah. writing that in and then April. He had, he had fire season. And then he had fire season. He was a firefighter? He was, he was one of the... Uh, I was doing firefighting a couple of years ago and he was on my squad so that was... Uh, how we met, and it just kind of evolved from there. Ron Solo, the Ron Solo, yeah. yeah. So Shout out legit. to Ronnie. Uh, is he from Seattle? No, he's from actually uh, the L.A. area, okay. I believe. Yeah. He mentioned Seattle in his verse. And yeah, he, he was hanging out. Like a lot of our friends are from here, so you okay. know, he was posted up here that summer pretty hardcore. So, yeah. 
And lyrically, um, this is probably your most blatant uh, like social statement, I think, in all of your tunes. And that, that was hit. That, that was, was all it. him. Yeah. That was all him. Yeah, yeah. As far as that hook, it's really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. super catchy. Uh, another great collaboration from Cloud Lines. This is Every Time featuring Ron Solo. Stick around. We've got more coming up from them right here on PRP.
One of my uh, personally most played tracks from 2018 on somebody by Cloud Lines. They've been hanging out with me all night. Uh, before I start picking their brains again, I want to uh, give a shout out to a couple of folks on the talk board. Express that gratitude. Uh, Rebecca Webb, station founder. She says, good stuff tonight. Uh, we always appreciate you listening in. And a friend of the show, Hannah Demo, is listening in tonight. She said she's loving your tunes. Uh, was just on the program last week. Thanks for listening in, Hannah. Uh, we actually 
actually just released her podcast this afternoon too. Uh, go to PRP.FM. You can check out the Sounds of PDX podcast with Hannah Demo. Listen to my interview with her last week. Uh, we also had Kingsley and Courtney No stop by the show. Uh, it's a really great interview. Go check it out now. Uh, on somebody from you all, like I was telling you during that break, it's, it's uh, I think, my favorite track that you have. Uh, the combination of everything you do in that song is so rad to me. Let's talk about the inspiration of this one and uh, why it came out at this time, because you'd released three tracks at that time. Uh, On Somebody came out, what, in August? Sounds right. September, somewhere in there. But yeah, it's it's in heavy rotation on my playlist and my wife's for sure. We'll share, it's like we've got a sound bar at home. We'll just throw <laughs> up a playlist. Eventually, one of, a Cloud Lines track is gonna show up while we're cooking dinner. Uh, nice. <laughs> yeah. So I digress. Uh, let's talk about that track again on somebody. Yeah, so I think it was like the end of August when we started writing it. And uh, I think that one actually came out where we just did all the production and we had this maybe for a week or two, just listening to this mix with no vocals on it. And then Emily took over from there. Yeah. You want to talk about that some? I don't remember a lot of writing this song because I feel like it was one of those like one-nighters where we were like, we want to finish a song tonight. And, and you picked done. out this production. That we just had. And then we were like, okay, here's the lyrics. Here's what we want to do. We probably put some chops in and then it was done. Um, I actually tried to do an After Effects, or I did an After Effects little music lyric video for this. And that took forever. So when I think of this song, I think of that process of trying to think that I knew what I was doing in After Effects, because um, that took forever. But yeah, this was a, um, I know you say, I mean, you really like it. And I'm sorry, there's not more of a story. It was really just a, no, let's sit down. We want to write a song tonight. Um, yeah, I think, uh, oh, I remember a little bit more now. We were talking about creating a scene. We had never really tried to hmm. sit down and write. We were like, think of something really descriptive. So we're like, okay, it's a couple, they're in a room, someone sits down, like they're talking, and then there's a situation where, you know, one of them's leaving, what are the things that would happen to indicate, you know, turning the light back on, putting your t-shirt back on, all that kind of stuff. Very tactile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We wanted really descriptive, setting a scene. Yeah, every time I listen to it, I see Beach in his white t-shirt. No. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the importance of capturing the inception of these tracks. You, that's something I've learned about you tonight, which I think is really cool. Um, there was an experiment that Alanis Morissette did with her sophomore record. Uh, Jagged Little Pill came out and blew up, and she walked away from music and went to India and had this profound experience. And when she made her second record, every song, if it didn't, get written and completed in one day, she scrapped it for the record. I so can, was, yeah, I can relate to that. It's brilliant, like 13 tracks, and there's a bunch of great mistakes that I love now. Like, why is that important to you? I think it's a wonderful approach that I wish more people did for their tunes. I, I just like it because um, at this point, we've been working together for so long that we kind of know what to do. The the instincts are a little bit better to get the raw format than thinking about it too much. I think it's best to just get the raw thing out as fast as you can. And then after you can spend weeks fine tuning certain vocal inflections or production things, but to get everything just on paper as soon as possible, we just had better luck that way. Our stuff comes out better. I know, and I'm sure you know a ton of people <laughs> too that have catalogs of tracks that are a minute and a half long 
mm-hmm. song ideas that maybe have choruses, some really cool hooks. Um, I'm guilty of that as well. It's it's uh, I'm in awe when I look at your process. You know, see you working on something, and then a couple months later, there's the finished process or product. It, it I think it leans to the fact that you have access to these tools. You know, at your home, at your fingertips. Talk to us about maybe the ups and downs of having a, a studio, production studio in your own place. I mean, for me, there's no downs. I don't know what Emily would say. Uh, no, it, no ear fatigue? No, I mean, it, it's nice being able to just come home from work and directly have a, like, a studio space to work in. And, you know, if I have an idea at 2 in the morning, I can get up and go lay it out really quickly and easily. Um, accessibility is a big thing in organization, like I was talking about earlier. So just having that handy makes making songs very much a fun process and a you know stress relieving process almost yeah and it's uh it's a it's just another expression of of art you know being able to create and be like you said getting up at two in the morning three in the morning those are magical moments i think a lot of people especially songwriters look back on you know obviously artists poets writers whatever I, those late night hours of creativity when you're kind of in that haze are always mm-hmm. really rad. Absolutely. Yeah, that's not a great time for me, but yeah. Beach will, <laughs> it's tough as a vocalist. Yeah, yeah exactly. Beach will be working at 11 o'clock and then it's like next morning. I'm like, when would you go to bed? He's like, five, maybe six. I'm like, you all sounds great. So. Yeah, it was worth it. <laughs> uh, some of the counterpart, obviously, to the music business is uh, the visuals that take place. The first hour we talked a little bit about your artwork and your logo. I want to talk to you about how you decide which artwork goes with which single because how it goes is next on our playlist. I think this is my favorite artwork because I'm an old arcade kid. Mm. Um, it's got a cool arcade console on yes. it. Uh, who's the artist of this one? Me. Okay. Oh, right yeah, on. Yeah, I did that one. See, there you are. Um, yeah. I think I was just on Pinterest and we were wanting a kind of more of an aesthetic. We didn't want just like a photo like we had done before. We didn't kind of like real photos, drawings, outlines. Um, And I just really like doing that thing where you take a photo and then you can trace over it in Photoshop and just a little bit of a Photoshop nerd. And sometimes (laughs) I can actually come out with something that's complete and looks good, so. It's super cool. Thank you. It's really great. I mean, obviously the song is about, you know, relationships and how it's easy to play games with someone and that's kind of just how it goes. And, you know, when sometimes people play games with you and, you know. Yeah, and this one I think we wanted to have something that was pretty ambiguous. Like it could be about a relationship or it could be about just life in general. Like we were feeling a little, you know, disenchanted with life, like day jobs or this or that. And mm-hmm. when do you decide, decide it's time to stop with certain things that are in your life and pick up different ones? And I'm glad you said that because the there's a somber uh, or there's a, a mood especially in that first verse to your vocal. I just love how dynamically open it is compared to some of your other tracks. You can, for me, you can really hear Mm -hmm. your vocal telling the story on this part of the song. I really love it. And we try not to say, you know, sometimes I say you or like he or I use pronouns like that. But this one I really try to not use any pronouns so it could be about anything applicable to anyone Mm -hmm. about anything Mm -hmm. Uh, this is a really great song another selection from cloud lines this is how it goes on portland radio project game over when it's all out on the table i never see it coming i'm unstable apologizing so bad at losing I need to know 
Radio Project and a local spin. Another killer selection from my special guest, Cloud Lines. That was just friends here on Sounds of PDX. Uh, part of the show that I really dig is is getting into uh, the personal side of the artist. So share as much as you'd like. But in this day and age when we're dealing with social media and writing and recording and producing music, what do you all do in your spare time to chill out? Like, are you Netflix folks? Are you hiking around the neighborhood folks? What do you do? Uh, work. On other things, <laughs> yeah, I, always working. We actually just started a digital marketing company. Oh, right on! Uh, yeah. At the end of 2018, so yeah. you know, so we're, we're trying to, you know, we both do digital marketing for our day jobs, 
we could make more money and have more free time if we did it freelance. So, uh, yeah, so now we do our day jobs, trying to get more clients for our digital marketing company and the band. Because ideally, we could you know, get rid of our day jobs, just have these freelance clients. And That's the dream, right? Totally yeah. the dream. Yeah. So, and write an album, right? Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, sometimes we watch a Netflix show. I like true crime stuff. Yeah. Okay, yeah, right on. <laughs> Me too. Can't get enough of the first 48 right now. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. So yeah. good. Yeah. Devis like, there's no winners in that show, <laughs> but I like to watch it all play out. Oh. Devastatingly great. You're the winner because yeah. it didn't happen to you. That's <laughs> 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 so good. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm stealing that from you. Uh, so let's talk about, you've recently played some really cool live shows. Uh, one with White Knife Study. You did another one with a Dan Cable Presents. Let's talk about your live show and how that's evolving. I mean, we definitely had way more gear when we started. Yeah, you know, it's been a big game of reduction for us. Like, what do we really need to bring to each of these venues, you mm -hmm. know, and bring in my backpack and carry myself? Yeah. Uh, and a lot of it, you know, sometimes you just need, you know, your one main instrument and figure out how to best do it so it sounds good for everyone. And, you know, Emily yeah. is a big part of the set. You know, she's yeah. the main vocalist, so just make sure she sounds good. Yeah, and I think the first couple shows, I wanted a chop rack. I wanted a synth because I wanted just to hide behind things and have a purpose. <laughs> yeah. Whereas the last couple of shows, I'm like, I want less to do. All I want to do is sing so that I can, like, jam out or kind of turn towards Beach when I want people to pay attention because he's doing cool stuff. You sure. Know? Even if they don't get what he's doing, he's doing cool stuff. I think folks can appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so how was it to share the stage with White Knife Study? I know they were extremely excited they're to play the with you all. They're so cool. Yeah, yeah they're great Yeah, folks. that one was, uh, we obviously knew White Knife, but they were really excited. They're like, we're going to play with Space Shark too on that show. And we had no idea what to expect. And about halfway through our set, we were the openers, about halfway through our set, that place was packed and they were turning people away because apparently... Because Cloudlines was there. Well, we... <laughs> sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, between yeah. Space Shark and White Knife, they just had enough of a local draw that just since we've been doing it for less than a year, we don't have like that crazy of a local draw. Sure. Mm -hmm. That's what is amazing is the, the amount of... Uh, you know, streams and plays, the quality of music that you're putting out and some of the shows that you've played already is super impressive. Uh, having said that, what are some of the wish list venues that you want to play? Festivals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It'd be cool to start playing some festivals for sure. Yeah. Just totally uh, that audience band. is very, just yeah. a fun one. Yeah. Um, I mean, White Owl would be cool. Doug Fur opening for someone. Like, I mean, we're just trying to jump on shows with people who are similar genre who can actually, you know, get us somewhere. Like people who would be interested in them would be interested in us. Sure. You know? It's hard to justify schlepping your stuff out for a non paid gig with someone who's got about the same amount of followers as you, you know? Mm. It takes a lot of time and, you know, people who really love playing live, um, it's probably different, but it's a lot of work for us, honestly. In my opinion, it's a lot more work than it would be for people who have been like playing guitar their whole lives and love just being on stage. Sure. Um, so yeah, we try and make sure shows are worth it and people don't get sick of seeing us live. <laughs> well, you're in a unique position too. Uh, as a duo, you can do a lot of touring at the fraction of the cost of a you know, five piece oh, band. Absolutely. We could fit all of our stuff in like my Honda Civic. It's so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Honda Civic yeah. brought to you by Cloudlines. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, the Portland music scene, like I said, they, they do love you. Uh, White Knife was a particular one. Brian Calhoun, when we were talking, when they were in, 
Unsolicited came up, you know, oh, have you heard Cloud Lines? And then it was shortly after that, um, you know, a lot of this music I've seen in the Portland music scene, uh, I said a couple years ago that there's going to be a, a, I wouldn't say a resurgence of pop, but there's going to be a wave. And there's some really high IQ pop happening in town. So when you came out, it was the perfect fit for, I think, what's going on in the Portland music scene and where we are headed. Um, what are some things that we can expect from Cloudlines in 2019? Um, more singles just more music releasing that, you know, ideally as we work out our work schedules and get more free time, we can just pump out more music. Um, be great to get the funds and the time to do an EP. Got to make sure you get the right PR for that. Mm -hmm. Trying to do shows outside of Portland. Reaching out, meeting people in the yeah. industry. Yeah. Just trying to make it a really solid effort to spread awareness and, you know, try to hone in on our audience as much as possible. Mm -hmm. I think you're doing all the right things. You know, we've been enjoying your your tunes uh, this evening. And one thing I would say is consistently they're they're hooky. That you've got a nice cross section of the rhythm section of the hip hop from the '90s, which I dig, obviously. And I'm I'm an '80s uh, synth tone freak. Um, you were saying off the air, I believe, about just the simplicity of your workflow and you combining these influences. What's some advice to somebody who? you know, it's kind of in the realm of what you're doing and they're sitting at home right now. They don't know where to start, but they know they want to make music. What's some advice you could give to somebody that wants to get into digital production? Yeah, I mean, just first find software that works for your computer. If that's Mac, I mean, GarageBand's just great to start with. It comes with everything you need. Uh, Windows, uh, I think you can get Fruity Loops for Windows, right? Fruity mm -hmm. Loops. Fruity Loops yeah. is a good one. I know that's paid, but um, it's just, I know that's a pretty good one. Um, That'll come with everything you need, all the tools. And then just kind of listen to your favorite song and put it in there and just try to recreate your favorite songs so you get close enough, you know? And sometimes it's just fun to bust out ideas even if it doesn't make any sense. Just have fun with it and then something will happen. This is, uh, I'm not blowing smoke, but this is part of the reason I have the show so I can tell artists these things. Uh, I've heard folks who've gone to school for recording that don't put out music as sonically sound as you do <laughs> that's nice that's so yeah. that's i think that's nice. so encouraging that art and brilliance surpasses any type of uh i guess perceived gear um yeah. issues yeah yeah and there's definitely a threshold like i was i think talking earlier um about you need to have certain gear to meet certain industry standards i mean if you don't have an eq at all your track probably isn't going to sound great on the radio you know what I mean? Um, so there's certain things that you need to make sure you have and that you're up to date on and you understand best practices for. But. A lot of people freak out about microphones too. Like they mm. think they're super expensive. What are uh, some good mics you would suggest people start out with? I have, I use an Aston Origin. It's like, what, like $250, $300 mic? Yeah, and that's still considered like low tier. Honestly. Yeah. But that's a beautiful it's mic. It's so beautiful. I like it. Looking, yeah. And we just saw it in other people's videos, you know, looking at YouTube at other artists we like. We're like, what mics are they using? And, that's a pretty you know, new yeah, there's a, boutique mic. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a, a good choice. Smokers video we were watching recently, and there was one shot. I'm like, that's a origin. Are yeah. you serious? Yeah, yeah. Chainsmokers use it. <laughs> wow. That's, not, I guess, right? <laughs> I mean, you could make a record with an SM57. <laughs> people yeah, people yeah, have done exactly. it before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's about the 
you know, emotion behind it and the delivery, like we there's, were talking about earlier. There's all this lo-fi stuff that's really popular right now. So that also helps too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really good advice. Uh, thank you for your insight from a production angle. Uh, that's always welcomed. Uh, we're unfortunately at the last song of the evening. So let's talk about how Like This came about. You just released it February 1st. So this is a, a, a brand new baby Russian. into the world. Yeah. Uh, so how did this one come to be? Uh, I have to think on that one. Um, we kind of have been doing this thing where uh, if we're stuck on a structure, we just kind of find a song we really admire the structure of and all we take is the structure. Hmm. So I think this one came from that. We were like, I like how they put, you know, the melody there and then they have a pre-chorus, but then they go to the drop or something. So that kind of helps us say, okay, here's the structure we want. Now what chords do we want to fill in? Um, and this song's about, uh, honestly, self-awareness, which is something I feel like a lot of people struggle with is, okay, I'm self-aware. I know what I do wrong. What do I do about it? Because, you know, the main line of that, it's, uh, it's not as if I don't know why I'm like this, but you still are doing all these things wrong. So I think we just wanted to capture uh, something more personal to us because we write a lot about, you know, different relationship stuff that might be from the past or things we imagine would happen in a situation. But this is very personal of, okay, you feel like you're messing stuff up and you know exactly why you're doing it, but mm-hmm. yeah, you can't fix it. <laughs> yeah, kind of one we could say almost typical 20, 20s mm-hmm. uh, type of stuff, you know, as you're growing up and just coming to realize what you like and don't like and how to cope with that. Mm-hmm. The yeah, creatures think, of habit. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I think this was another one where we're just like, we want to write a song tonight. Like, we want to get something done and finished. And mm-hmm. this was one that came out of a one-night writing session. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's probably the coolest takeaway uh, from this interview for me from a music production standpoint. Because we've said it before, there's... You know, you can take forever to make a song. It's never going to be perfect when it leaves your studio. And, and the mixing, I we write it in a night. The mixing, I'll spend the week on, maybe yeah. two weeks on. And then the mastering, I'll spend a week on, two right. weeks on. So it's not like it's all done within yeah. 24 hours because that would be... That'd be crazy. Scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a reality show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, not piecing those moments together is really powerful. And it's also, you know, it's, not, it's, a, it's a good songwriting reminder. Again, I think a lot of people have their ways that they've written for so long. It takes them a moment to look at other artists and see, okay, maybe what if I wrote lyrics first or music first Mm -hmm. or whatever they're doing Mm -hmm. to change it. At the end of the day, it's what's coming out of your speakers. Does it sound cool? And is it resonating with people? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I want to thank you both for being here. It's been an absolute pleasure to hang out with you. Thanks for having us. Long overdue to to get you on the show. Um, Any shout outs or goodbyes you'd like to send out there before we send you off into the night? I mean, shout out to you. You've helped us so much, you know, helping us get shows and connect us with people and PRP. And you're involved in so many yeah. cool production product projects like now with like Kingsley you're talking about and uh, different local artists. So, I mean, any listeners that don't know uh, what Luke's involved in, he's got some pretty cool stuff going <laughs> oh, on. Thanks, so. man. Yeah, this community has just been out. very nice to us, honestly. Yeah. Didn't really expect so nice of a community. We thought we'd have to fight a lot harder to get shows and this and that, <laughs> but... No, we adore you. You're making some really great music. So glad that you're here. Um, like this is the is the song. It's brand new. Um, any any uh, tracks that are coming out that are going to be in these veins that we can look forward to in the coming months? Yeah, we're we closing in, in on finishing. Right on. Single, yeah, I would so. say be prepared to look out for something in April. Okay. Yep. 
I won't hold you to it because I know how the business goes, but uh, we will definitely remind our listeners as soon as we have the announcement on the new Cloudline single coming up this spring, we will put that out there on PRP.FM. I want to give a quick thank you to everyone who chimed in on the talk board today. We appreciate that. As always, uh, we just love our supporters that keep us on the air so we can keep great local music coming to you like Cloudlines. Once again, big thanks to them. This is their latest single called Like This. And I've been your host, Luke Neal, reminding you to support and discover local music. Until next time. Fresh new music. Portland Radio Project. So quiet, we don't act like this. Are you sad or are you just pissed? Did I mess up? Can't know what I different when we last kissed If we should work on paper Because I hold my vices near Life isn't fair and It's not as if I don't know why I'm like this It's not as if I don't know why I'm like this Let us know about your new favorites at prp.fm.